0: eat drink smoke where we eat the fine food drink the fine bourbon smoke the fine cigars i'm tony katz it's good to be with you the end of 2019 this is the year in review we have each picked the cigar we choose as the best of this year and the drink that we have picked that is the best of this year we each have our own this is the first time we're not all in tandem doing the same thing, except for, you know, April when she's like, oh, let me let me drink four or five other things with this bourbon that's just too strong for me. It's 80 proof. And she's like,
1: oh. That is not the problem. Uh. If it doesn't taste good in my mouth, I don't want it.
0: That's April D. Gregory right there. It's too Fingers easy. Malloy I know. Right? You just let that go by. You didn't even do a tee. No. Go ahead. Do it. There it is. Fingers Malloy uh, right there. So that's what we've got now. Impeachment has taken place. One of the most disgusting things said in a debate took place from Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana. We're going to get in on that as well. And the two cruise ships that collided is a great moment for Fingers Malloy, who, <laughs> who finds cruising to be the enemy of the people.
1: Next year, eat, drink, smoke cruise.
0: Oh, it would be so good because you could do all the things. But, but Fingers, we're going to start with you. It's twenty. It's the end of 2019, and it's been a banner year for Fingers Malloy. A banner, banner year. He is healthier than he's ever been. Uh, um, he, he feels uh, more confident. He about looks his, younger
1: with that haircut,
0: right? The, the haircut's good. Yeah. More, and, and by the way, I think he's used Grecian formula. I'm. I, I think mean? there's a little less gray. In, in is that, that what beard. you think it is? I, I thought it was just for men. It could just be the light. It, it's the light. What do I care? What is the Fingers Molloy? Now, it's funny. We've all picked things in very different categories, very different ways. Let's start with cigar. What is your cigar of the year, Fingers
2: Molloy? Well, my choice, you know, I always ask you, Tony, one of the crucial questions for me is price point. So I'm always looking for a really good stick at an affordable price. You know, it's nice to splurge every once in a while. But uh, for an everyday smoke, I pick the Nat Sherman Timeless.
0: Ooh, nicely done. But why? I mean, we we we've, we've smoked a lot of low cost sticks. We smoked the Brick House. Um, we we've done a, a series of others. Why this? Well,
2: first of all, uh, well, it's all Nicaraguan, but it's 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 a very mild cigar. It it it, it, it it's not uh, spicy. I, I do like spice, but I don't know if for an everyday stick, I don't know if I want something that's going to overwhelm me. This is so smooth, Tony. And uh, at, at $7 a stick, I don't think you can beat it. I mean, for, 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 for a low-cost cigar, I think this is this is my pick. I'd say it's, it's my favorite cigar. Yeah, you can do
1: that every day.
0: Now, I will say that what you're smoking there is actually the Timeless Supreme. So there are a couple different kinds of Timeless's. That one is the Supreme right there, which is, it's funny, it's actually a medium. But in your palate now, it's mild. That's how much you've built into smoking cigars, and it will—it's true. Your palate will change; And absolutely positively uh, will do that. Uh, it is a great price point uh, when you do a box of of, uh, of what is it? Twenty? Is it a box of twenty? Yeah, or twenty-one, and you're like one hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, that's an affordable cigar. That's a golf course cigar, but it's definitely worthwhile after. Uh, the, after the, uh, the the golfing, it's an excellent choice, man. It really and truly is. What are you pairing with it? What did you su- decide to drink with it? Well, I mean, you and
2: I have talked about this for several weeks uh, when we were we were talking about doing the best of for the year. And again, price point uh, came into this. I, I love the old Granddad One Fourteen.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the best. I think the best thing uh, bourbon that we reviewed of the year. Is the, is the old Grand M114. And uh, by the way, if I remember correctly, I think April D. Gregory enjoyed it. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I think. And she did not find the bourbons that that she loved. She went I much more with the rye. a
1: lot that I liked, but not that I loved.
0: It was, the cost was not big, but the flavor was fantastic. Dark fruit aroma, a little bit of caramel,
2: you know, uh, uh, but on the palate, it's kind of got... Uh, an oak caramel flavor to it, and 114 proof, Tony. Yeah, you feel it. You feel it on the tongue. But what's great about it is when you drink it, you feel it on the tongue, but it does not burn going down. I, I it is. It, I, I know a lot of people. You know, old
0: granddad. Some people will turn their nose up at it. I, I think this because it a, sounds like one of those old school brands, and who would actually drink that? It's something your grandfather would have in the liquor cabinet. If you don't have in the liquor cabinet, you're nuts. Yep. So you're saying don't judge a book by its cover. To good lord. It's crazy it when, we, when we think about what people will spend money on because of the marketing versus taking a look at what's actually good. And Old Granddad is one of those that's that's, that's terrific. Now, we're going to get to April D. Gregory in just a second because April D. Gregory blew it all up. I, I gave her the homework assignment, <laughs> and, and she walked in like it was... Uh, I, I don't know, whatever that 80s movie is where the, the kid's the rebel and the teacher's going to have to break him and realize that they both learn, learn how to love again. Porky's it's 2. <laughs> it's, it's the plot to Porky's 2. Um, she didn't actually pick anything we reviewed. Bull crap. The- <laughs>
1: oh, oh the the cigar.
0: Well, well even the drink. We it's, did it's, review it's, the drink. No, you had the drink. We didn't actually review the drink. We going had back, it. We did review we had the it. show. We, we did a review. We'll get to it in a okay, second. Okay, okay. April D. Gregory. Let's talk impeachment really quick.
1: Can we talk uh, about minivans?
0: No. <laughs> you want to talk about Fingers Molloy minivan shopping? I will gladly. So, how... How did was your you day, t- Fingers Molloy? Yeah. Start from the beginning and talk slow. Well, I got up in the morning. Are you really s- minivan shopping? Are you that guy?
2: I went to Florida... Last week, or two weeks ago, for people who listen to the show, you know all about my Disney World Review. Happiest place on earth. That's right. And while I was down there, I rented a minivan. You know, I got two kids now. One's a teenager. She's in band. She's always throwing her tenor sax in the back. We need more room. And, uh, yeah. So i walked on a car lot this morning. The salesperson walks up to me and says, how are you doing today, sir? And I said, I'm shopping for minivans. I'm living the dream.
1: And you, gave, <laughs> you just, like, handed him a piece of your soul.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say. A big
1: chunk broke off. You gave it to him.
0: Full disclosure. I own a minivan. Oh, Chrysler yeah. Town & Country. 2014. It's fantastic. Yeah. If you have kids, if you want the room, it is fantastic. It is wonderful. The pickup is great. It's comfortable as can be. Uh, and the ladies love it. Right. Uh, do you, do, are you one of these guys who feels weird about getting a minivan? It's like, this is, this is you finally been broken? Or do you feel like you're less Oh, I, I
2: used to have a minivan back in the day as well. And I got rid of it because it's one of those things where you think to yourself when you're shopping for it, this is practical, I need this. And then you drive it for a few years and you can feel your soul slowly being
0: sucked out of your body and I've, you have to change. I, I think not. it
1: probably sucks out with each check you write for the payment, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's
0: Done. So you're minivan shopping and your life is now uh, over. I, I feel no, for you. I'm going to the casino in two days, Tony. Good Lord. Oh, my.
3: He's going to win himself
0: a minivan. That's right. You can win a minivan at the casino. Do Did you, really you win, actually? though, if you win a minivan? <laughs> Did you win anything? Did you schedule the vacation just so you could gamble? Well, yeah. God. God, I... What, I I don't that's know
1: how he lives his life.
0: I don't know if that's That's why it was healthy. like so awful
1: to go to Disney World because there's no casinos there.
2: Right? No, I it's Everything part else of,
1: is a casino.
2: It's a Michigan casino. It's I'm going up it's to visit a Michigan
0: yeah.
1: casino. He's going to be by his in-laws. <laughs> I favorite. mean, you just got to
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: so it's going to be uh, you know, drop the kids off and go to the casino.
0: How long? So oh, so this is like a couple's thing. Oh, this is this is like a like a romantic getaway. Surrounded by people coughing uh, onto the same handles that you're pulling. Can you still smoke for the, in for those the, casinos? For the
2: bandits. I'm going to have a timeless cigar with me at the casino. Nice. And I'm going to smoke and I'm going to annoy the piss out of everybody.
0: Do they get annoyed by cigar smokers? Oh, everybody does. If, if, if What? I, mean, I smoke cigars not, at casinos. Not, not in not a problem. Blend,
2: but if you're sitting at a. Blackjack table, or if you're at a machine and you get the old lady next to you that has a oxygen machine and she's while she's smoking, yes, while she's smoking, that I've seen.
0: That I've seen. You know, cigarette
1: circus way worse. The
2: the, the worst, the worst thing I've ever seen at a casino, uh, and it was at this casino I'm going to this weekend in Michigan. So you're going back? Hospital bed. (laughs) What? They were pushing pictures that didn't happen. Pushing a woman in a hospital bed. To gamble. Yes, to gamble. Wait. I, I, God rest her soul, I'm sure it was like my right? grandma's last trip to the penny slots. Oh, Jesus.
0: Maybe that's awesome. Maybe that's awesome. I mean,
1: if you put it that way, that is kind of awesome.
0: Right? If that was like the last thing she wanted Just to roll do. roll me
1: up to the penny slot.
0: It, oh yeah.
2: Son, can you roll me up to the penny slot? Screw you and your inheritance. <laughs> it's all going away right here. Honestly, if your
0: inheritance goes away at the penny slot, no, <laughs> you're gonna anyway, to work. Anyway, yeah. You're going back to work the next <laughs> morning. Impeachment comes and goes. It is and, and there's there's no drama in the impeachment because everybody knew it was coming. And I just wanna say I I called it in twenty nineteen. I just feel good about coming through on the call. But this whole thing well, about. Was
1: that really that off base, though? They've been talking about it for three and a half years and, like, oh, I called it.
0: Called it for 2019. Not that it wasn't going to happen. That it was going to happen. The vote was going to happen okay. in 2019. Well,
2: no, okay. but that, it, it, listen, there was a, a possibility at the beginning of 2019 that it wasn't going to
0: happen because Nancy Pelosi didn't she seem did to wanna want to do that. it. Right. And she was right. And now she's she's just stuck in hell. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing about delay has got, like, people are freaking out. So they voted. And it, the vote was 230 to 198 on some, on the abuse of power and 229... Two, oh, wait, 230 to 197 on abuse of power and then 229 to 198 on obstruction of Congress. That's how the vote went down. So two Democrats voted against both articles and one Democrat voted for one and not the other. That's how it went. So it's bipartisan opposition to impeachment. That's how you kind of think of it. But what they... All of a sudden, the conversation started coming out as, are the Democrats going to now send this to the Senate? Because the Senate's controlled by the Republicans. Mitch McConnell's like, I'm not an, I'm not a partial juror. I'm an impartial juror. They're going to have a quick trial. They're going to get this thing done. And no, they're not going to remove the president. So the Democrats start talking about, well, maybe we'll hold on to the articles of impeachment. That leads to an article. And people are up in arms, right? They're, How dare you? This is disgusting. Noah Feldman writes an article for Bloomberg. Now, Noah Feldman is a constitutional law professor at Harvard, and he was one of the legal scholars, quote-unquote, who testified in front of the House Judiciary Committee, testified in favor of impeachment that that what the president had done was, was, was up to it. Absolutely an impeachable offense. Well, he writes this article, and the article says, whoa, if the House of Representatives doesn't actually send... The articles to the Senate for trial, he's not really impeached. People lose their ever-loving minds because they're now saying, wait, wait, is this true? Now, let's take a look at the law for a moment. No. The president was impeached by the House of Representatives because there was a vote on articles of impeachment. But if the articles don't go to the Senate for trial... It's meaningless drivel because nothing happens. The Senate is not allowed to act on something that is not presented to them. If the House holds them up, the House holds them up. So there are two things happening. The Democrats told us that Trump was the greatest danger to humanity of, 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 of any time period. There's nothing greater. He has to be removed. And then they tell us, well, we might hold on a little bit because we want the Senate to do exactly what we want them to do, and if they don't, well, then the whole process isn't fair. They're trying to, to tell us what's fair and what's not. So they tell us Trump's a danger, and then they don't bring the articles of impeachment, and then they basically told their entire party, their entire base, this whole thing was a damn ruse. If, if you are the average American, you think some people actually thought that, that Trump was removed from office. They don't even know what impeachment is. But if they've told you that Trump is a danger, April, and then they won't even send the articles to the Senate to have the trial to remove him. On a scale of your one to BSO meter, where are you?
1: It doesn't matter. Because most people, all they care about is the talking point of he was impeached. So people are appeased by he was impeached by the hat. Like people are appeased by that. It doesn't matter if these. If it never goes to the Senate, it doesn't matter any bit. Everybody just knows he was impeached. That's all they care about. That's all they're here for. That's all they've wanted for three and a half years. Doesn't matter.
0: There aren't people who will say you didn't send it to the Senate to remove him, you cowards. Nope,
1: that doesn't matter. They got what they wanted. They got the word impeached. They did it. Done. Doesn't just, matter what else happens from here on out. So
0: just get impeachment. That's it. And that's enough. That's and then all you they can care call about.
1: 24 They don't care about the technicalities. The technicalities aren't good for them.
0: Now, fingers, do you agree or disagree?
2: Well, first of all, if an impeachment falls in the woods and no one's around, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make a sound. Uh, I think it's fascinating that Trump is such a danger, and he was trying to obstruct Congress, and now you have the Speaker of the House obstructing impeachment. Right? Right. So the the whole thing is fascinating. Look, the whole thing was a sham. Uh, The the lead-up to it, it was so entertaining watching the lead-up to the vote. You had uh, the ladies dressed in black because it was a solemn occasion, folks. And that was the Then they were taking their solemn selfies. Oh, yeah, the solemnness of the event. Dana Bash was out there saying, oh, you could just feel it in the air, the... This, this historic is a solid- Nancy
0: Pelosi walked into the house like Cersei Lannister getting ready to blow up the <laughs> Seth Baylor. She was just ready in all black. Oh, uh, Oh, and, sh- and when th- when she said the first article uh, had was agreed to, and the Democrats started to cheer and she shut them up, like grandma telling the kids to be quiet about drunk Billy at the Thanksgiving table, that is a fantastic fantastic piece of video her partial almost came flying out of her face okay (laughs)
2: three democrats turned to stone from the look she gave them Mm
0: -hmm. but the thing the thing that is
2: so comical about that tony it was the narrative was oh it's a solemn day and they really don't want to do it and that whole side of the aisle was told at the start of the day don't applaud don't be giddy and they
0: they're such children they can't Rashida Tali- Did you see the Rashida Tlaib video?
1: The video she was making as she was walking as in. As she was
0: walking in, smiling. Ah, we're going to impeach him. Like that, Basically, she was singing, though she didn't sing. Uh, and she's the one who said that You know, when she got elected, we're going to go there and we're going to impeach the mother effer. Mm-hmm. That's Rashida Tlaib. You're both right. And you're both right uh, uh, for the following reasons. We have been talking for a long time, and I certainly have mentioned this repeatedly. For the Democratic Party, they don't care about the crime. They care about the charge they only care about saying that he's been impeached and then they'll claim that the senate is untrustworthy and that's how they're going to try and get the election in 2020. they don't care about the rest it doesn't matter to them and they will in the course of 2020 add more articles they will simply call the vote and add more articles expect them at the opportune times expect this to take place in october they will add another article fingers you are right because there are still plenty of people who will say oh this is a bunch of crap and you know where those people come from michigan and wisconsin right when the new york post had a an op-ed that said nancy pelosi just put an end to the 2020 run because i think that is true the debate that the democrats had thursday night uh i, I forget the, the town they were in um the lowest rated debate of them all of them all and this one actually had some interesting fireworks Nobody's paying attention to these candidates. No one cares. Impeachment has taken the top line. And what the Democrats desperately wanted was the concept of impeachment. And, yes, there are going to be plenty of people who are like, oh, so this was all a a, a game. This was all scam pack. Uh, You know, this is all a bunch of crap. So either way you look at it, there's nobody who comes over to the side of impeachment except for Justin Amash. And I think this evangelical magazine more people are like, oh, this is garbage. This is shameful, shameful garbage. The fundraisers sure had a great day, though, didn't they? Oh, my gosh. Wait, Trump raised $10 million.
1: Oh, my gosh. I did not get all day long, at least once an hour, I was getting text messages and emails from Trump campaign, the, the Senate Republicans, the House Republicans, the Win Red, the, the blah, everybody. Yes. I all day long.
0: But now are the Democrats fundraising on it as well?
1: The, it doesn't matter. They're not. They're, yeah. I, but I'm asking. Are I don't know.
0: They, you know? I, I don't know. I mean, but we have to continue the fight against Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. Followers. There was
2: at least one. I, I read a piece where, I, and I can't remember the pack off the top of my head. They have been trying to raise money on impeachment. For a while, but this this piece pack? claimed that the Democrats weren't raising money on impeachment, and I find that very hard to believe.
0: It, it, honestly, April, if, if they if weren't, we had started, if they
1: weren't, that was stupid of them.
0: If we had started impeachment pack six months ago, we'd be billionaires today. God. God, that was how did we miss? How did we miss impeachment? Oh, there's PAC? still
2: time.
1: Yeah, it's true. We still <laughs> true. got we still it's got five to...
0: more years of this. Get yeah. that done, April. Get on that it, done, it, April. To, Gregory. Now let's move on to you.
2: Let's it. Tr- really. It's
0: 2019. And we're doing our best cigars our favorite cigars and and drinks from 2019 for fingers Malloy, it was the nat sherman timeless uh and the drink was the old granddad 114 i will tell you the highest proof bourbon i have done where i'd be like i'll have that again i am not a high proof guy it is it, i that has become so apparent over 2019 but that is a great pick a great price point picks now when, when I sent out the missive, this is what we're doing, I gave no rules other than something that we reviewed, right? And so you went this way. April D. Gregory gave me the finger, <laughs> spit on me, and said, I'm going with things that I've reviewed. I don't know if it's something that we've reviewed. <laughs> so you let's start with your cigar, April D. Gregory, because I will admit it is a fantastic Fantastic choice. Not a cheap cigar, but a fantastic. What did you choose? What is your cigar of the year?
1: So my cigar of the year, and I did have it for the first time this year, just after a show, but not on a show. So it's the God of Fire Serie B. Um, and this is, I believe it's created by the Arturo Fuente people, right? Right. Um, so It is. It's, you, you have that absolutely Yeah, correct. it's certainly a, 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 you know, a more premium cigar. I mean, it's still in a 20-something price range, right? So it's not... Um, it's not too. It's not too much. But if people have been paying attention over the year, I really, really love flavor and spice in my cigars. Like that's what I want. And if, even if I smoke a cigar every day, which I don't, I would still want something nice and flavorful. And this has so much flavor. Um, it's a. You're
0: doing a. I think you're doing the, the Toro. Double the Grand Toro. It's the double robusto. Oh, it is the double robusto. Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't tell from over here
1: so it has the dominican fillers the ecuadorian
0: sun-grown wrapper so you've got a fair amount of spice yeah that's coming uh, off this stick
1: Mm-hmm. the exotic spices
0: the exotic spices mm-hmm. is that is that what you call yep. them
1: so this is this is 25 dollars a stick yeah it's in the mid-20s yeah and it's it's a medium to full-bodied cigar
0: oh definitely more on the full side than any again Look what's happened over the over the course of a year, where the god of fire is considered medium. Yeah. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. But why? I mean, first let's be clear, and and be clear about April D. Gregory. Um, there's nothing dainty about this cigar. There is nothing about the cigar that's like, oh, what's a good cigar for a woman? No. no, no, no. There's only a question of what's a good cigar, right, for a person. That's yeah. all there is. But this is also, I mean, it, it's it's a I think it's a 54 ring gauge, so it's, it's a good it's a it's a, it's a nice solid uh, size of t- it's an incredible mm-hmm. construction. What about this specifically? What uh, I mean, the spice one thing. What else spoke to you? Said this is this fits my profile.
1: Yeah, I mean everything from the taste of the wrapper to um, it burns well. It burns amazingly. No problems with it all. Um, and then yeah, just the flavors, the spice, the coffee, the the um, you know a little fruit if you're trying hard. Uh, you know a little cocoa, but. Just the fullness and the flavor of the wrapper, just everything. It's just the perfect cumulation of everything for me.
0: Now you paired it. <laughs> See, she might be a genius because nice. if you're talking about the the hints of cocoa underneath, but the hint the pepper and the spice on top, mm-hmm. she paired go it ahead. with her go to drink, and it's not white claw, which would have been, of course,
1: awful. With the, the, the most cigar. the
0: most wonderful hipster thing you could do: Fireball.
1: Oh, my God. No, stop.
0: She paired it with champagne. And I got to tell you, although we never reviewed champagne, you have had a tremendous amount of champagne on this show. That's not a crazy combination. Why why this combo?
1: Because, well, A, I drink champagne all the time anyway. But um, so the champagne is obviously a little bit more muted. You know, it's a drier, So it's not like it's overly fruity. So there's really no competing taste going on here with the cigar and the champagne. So there's not... The champagne's kind of light, um, crisp, but I'm not going with, oh, a bold bourbon of some sort and a bold, spicy cigar, where you're going to have... When you have a bourbon and cigar, it's going to be... you got to kind of pair them well, and this is going to pair well. This cigar pa- pairs very well with something now, a little Now, by the less.
0: way, I, I did get it wrong. It's a 52 on the ring gauge uh, on, on there. that the, the double Robusto is a... Fifty-two by five point seven five. So five point seven five is yeah, so how, how, how long it is. Tee-hee. There it is. No, and you don't find it to be too much. You don't find it to be no, too much. No, I man. like
1: it. I like it to be a little bit. When they're too skinny, go on, it say it. I, He's I, gonna I laugh. I'm just trying to figure out how to say this without um, say the words. You, you, you like light. it.
0: You like it to be thicker.
1: Okay. That.
0: Shouldn't say it though.
1: Um. Yeah. You know. If it. She doesn't want the ringtone. You don't want to be too big. You Don't want to be too little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, she tried to avoid it and couldn't do it. What was? And it hit her delayed. She's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to say that either." April
2: uh, D. Gregory just said, "Size matters."
0: And I did not. and X ex- that I mean, no, it is. It's a really champagne is a weirdly underrated drink. It really is because we so special occasion it as opposed to daily use of it. Uh, it's a it's a really good combination. I'm telling you that I, when we do the podcast, I drink with a cigar. My go-tos with a cigar are water or coffee. Coffee. I love coffee. Oh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Coffee is just great. Mm-hmm.
2: Not even mm-hmm. a beer?
0: No. No. Nah. I got to tell you, the I, I, I have learned to really love what people create. But as a person, I'm just not a drinker. Yeah. I can't bring myself to do it. I, I was out at a, at a Pacers game last night and grabbed a cigar after that. In both places, I ordered a beer that I didn't finish, and I ordered a rye that I didn't finish. I, it's not about finishing for me. In, in in my drinks, it's about those combinations. But the, the 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 way I get the the satisfaction I get is through is through a cigar. Now I want to ask a question about champagne. Now we're here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Do me a favor, fingers, while I uh, fire up microphone four. If you would. Richard, need to ask you a question on the podcast. Step right up to the microphone right there. Now, Richard is the cigar sommelier I here at, at Blend Bar Cigar. He is the guy who knows everything, and you're going to be hearing more from him in 2020. So April D. Gregory goes, got to fire Serie B. Yes. And she pairs it. Turn him down just a touch. And uh, she pairs it with champagne. You okay with that combination?
3: Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because, Frank, first and foremost, we've been given this wonderful gift called a palate. You know, you know, pair your cigar with whatever cocktail you choose. Because you know what? I always say this. You know, a happier cigar smoker makes for, makes for a happier experience. That said, that might not be the most traditional pairing. But you know what? It works. I was discussing the
0: fact that one of the things I do is it, it, no matter what I'm drinking, I prefer a cigar with water or I prefer a cigar with coffee. Yes, you don't find that. I mean, it depends on what you do to your coffee, of course. Um, but you find, I find with most cigars, I can make that combination work. Very rarely do I have a, oh, I have to put the coffee down. It's ruining it. Yeah. Um, it,
3: it, do you prefer a, an espresso? Do you prefer a, a black? Do, do you care what happens to the coffee? Uh, I really don't. But, you know, do remember this. Uh, there was. Uh, we, I, had the, I had the very good fortune of basically listening to a wine sommelier. basically make a comment. Uh, I was doing, an, a, doing a presentation here. Uh, this is about five six months ago, and he did make one very important comment that really kind of resonated with me. And that comment was said: "You know what? If it grows together, it goes together." Now think about that for a moment. Stay into the microphone, yeah. Sorry. Stay think, about about, that. think about that for a moment. Ultimately, what that means is, great tobacco and great coffee are going to come from are going to come from geographic regions that are very very similar.
0: Okay, I mm. didn't even I did not put that one together. So.
3: You know, you think about you think about the great minerality. God basically.
0: it to be this way. Well, well but, uh, no, but I just thought about it as the combination because well, very often say, we talk yeah, about coffees and cocos and things like that. Predestined by God. I didn't think about the fact. Predestined by God. It's like the Blues Brothers of, of the <laughs> thing. Um, I never, I didn't put together the growing regions. That's very true.
3: Yeah, that's the terroir, story. the terroir basically that's going to help produce basically great coffee is also going to be responsible for producing very you know exceptional tobacco. So you do those things and. That's why that works, in my opinion. That's Richard right there. You're going to be hearing much more from him. The Cigar Sommelier of Blend Bar Cigar
0: in 2020.
3: Tony, thank you very much. Guys, it's an absolute pleasure. Look at that.
0: Look at that. It's a pleasure. I told you that it was a pleasure, April D. Gregory. Now, what am I smoking? What am I drinking? Let me get to that in a second. I mean, that's all the prep you get. There's no other prep. No other. That's it? That's all... The weird, in radio, the setup matters so much. And in podcasting, I, I, I still think it matters, but, like, half the podcasters don't think it matters at all. I don't know what to do with them. Like, Doug, when, you're, when you're listening to a podcast, doesn't it? Like, don't you want to know, okay, here's, here's a subject. Here's what I think about the subject, and here's why I think about the subject. Shouldn't it, like, follow some kind of natural progression? I mean, so my favorite podcast by far, other than this
4: one, of course, is... <laughs> is uh joe rogan
0: oh well yes but like rogan like starts off like does he start with the podcast like what up efforts"? and then see i do try and keep it clean and then he goes to town but the, he's he starts from a place of not only is is he famous but like you 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 so feel like from his comedy you intimately know him yeah other people have to start start from a, from the ground and, and and work their way uh by the way this is nathan franton right by the way Fanimation our sponsor Fanimation.com. you see those ceiling fans let me I'm gonna move this uh, up for you see those ceiling fans right there those are Fanimation.com ceiling fans and they are uh, in all the blend bar cigars so we very often record blend bar cigar Indianapolis Indiana they're in Pittsburgh they're in Nashville they're in in uh, in what, what, Pittsburgh Nashville Houston Houston is yeah. is where they are and all the ceiling fans are from Fanimation you hear us talking about it and so it's it's the end of the year wrap-up and you my friend wore the coat, and the best part is you don't even have to go shopping. This is in, like, your, your, your repertoire. This is who you are right here. Who are you wearing tonight? So, I call this Amazon. <laughs> uh, I think it was maybe
4: $49. So. I like to have fun with, uh, with my dress. Right. Do you wear that to work? Like, do you show up to the office? I mean, sometimes, no. <laughs> so, I was at a, a Pacers event, event last week. There's a networking event before the game. All right. So the Pacers invite all these these businesses and I'm looking around. I'm wearing like a retro vintage Pacers jacket, hat, and I'm looking around the room. I'm the only guy in the room that's got Pacers gear on. So I think at
0: Indianapolis we need to step up our our dress. Well, first of all, I I, I will say I'm a, I'm a touch casual today because it's still chilly out and, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah end of the year kind of doing uh, the wrap up. I think there are plenty of people who are styling. They yeah. just weren't styling at this. You know when I when I do uh, a hit on on Fox, there's always this this very colorful shirt. I wear extremely colorful shirts, and I uh, I get abused for it. I am not interested in being the guy in the white shirt and the red tie and the blue jacket. Yeah, it's like not everybody else on there. That's not fun. No. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's the most boring, stated stuff in in the world, right? But Joe, when we go back to Joe Rogan on, on the podcast. Uh, that is an except. He's exceptional as a storyteller. Yeah. Like, is is do you listen to him for stories or do you listen to him for expertise?
4: Uh, I think both. I mean, I I listen to it before I go to bed, and I like I just like the long form. So, like when right. a politician's on there, for example, it's not a thirty second soundbite. It's you know in depth questions and. You really get to know the the person he's interviewing.
0: So you listen to the Rogan podcast. Is, there, is that like, I listen to that, and that's I listen to the Eat, Drink, Smoke, and that's, I'm good. That's pretty much it, yeah. I, wait, there are people like that. But the the thing that Rogan proves, and I have, I have had this argument for years, and I'm glad he's proved it. The idea that we all want the soundbite is a bunch of crap. Right. We want somebody to explain out a thought, and it's one of the reasons cable news is so frustrating right. is that everybody's trying to get their sound bite in you only have 2 minutes and you got you got somebody else yelling at you right. it's it's just not as it's not productive like uh, my dream talk show like like tv kind of talk show is basically uh, michael mike douglas meets playboy after dark yeah i want to sit and talk to somebody but i want to do it i want to do i want to do this right, right right so so fanimation Fanimation.com. com. Yes, that's the business. You you are the proprietor. How long have you have you had it? How did you become the so, fan guy? So my
4: dad, Tom Frampton, who's still he's a owner of Fanimation. He started the company in nineteen eighty four, actually out of his garage. He had worked for a, another ceiling fan company, and then uh, this is all in California when he started. But we moved right. here in the mid nineties. Um, had a couple family connections, and just felt like uh, Central Indiana would be a better
0: a better life and. How, how tough is I mean so so if you're talking about 1984 you said 94. So the business started in 84 okay
4: we moved here um, to central Indiana from California in
0: 1994. okay yeah so you've gone through recessions you've yeah. gone through the big tech boom right uh, and, and, and everything else you you tell me. What is the business climate right now? Is is everybody in a buying mood? Are people worried about the kind of, kind of the future? Because like like things that happen globally, yeah, as you know, in some of those trade things, that stuff affects you guys, yeah, you know, big time, right? So so where where are I don't know if it's just your industry or maybe small business owners, yeah. And you guys are a pretty good sized business, but he, but still, I think categorized in that small business category, right? right. Where are you at? What do you think?
4: So I think I think our industry is cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, 2019 has been an interesting year, just in terms of the trade war. Um, you know, are we going to have to raise prices? Are we not going to have to raise prices? Um, is there an end in sight? Um, you know, the deal, phase one deal, definitely helps kind of bring. Oh, some, that China deal. Yeah, so that brings a little bit of um,
0: uh, assurance, I guess, that we're headed headed in the right direction. Right. I um, uh, Listen, I've had farmers tell me that they don't know if they can trust China in the deal, but yeah. just the idea of a deal, that's enough to make people feel good and, and, yeah. and move things. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Um, you 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 don't have issues with the idea that you're a luxury play, right? Fanimation's a luxury play in that people see, think ceiling fan, they go to big box store, they buy box at right. big box store. Abso- yeah, right.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I think you know we've got a quality product, and, and we can definitely charge for it, so...
0: So when you came on to, to be a part of Eat, Drink, Smoke, uh, which uh, we all thank you for, uh, the, the question is why? Like, wh- why, why this podcast? Why podcasts? I mean, people, t- we talk about the growth of podcast, the, the, the dollars moving to podcast advertising Great. is unbelievable. Why this one? So there's, there's, I guess, three reasons. So one is
4: I listen to you in the mornings on my way to the gym. I listen to you. Uh, two, I like podcasts. Three, when I was watching Eat Drink and Smoke, I saw these fans here in the in the shot and it just felt like it was the the right move. It felt like the setting was it was already right. kind of laid out for me.
0: So that's uh, right there, uh, Nathan Frampton. He is the man you have to go see Fanimation.com and order your ceiling fan immediately. Listen, we love it. We're we're happy with it. Uh, and I hope you're happy with it, and I hope we continue to grow in 2020. And you should sell a billion ceiling fans. Do you have the capacity to do a billion ceiling fans? You know, give me a couple more months, and we can be at that level. Okay, yeah. So don't order today. No, order today. It just might get backordered a little bit. If See, if we're I'm the-, the worst advertising guy in the world. Order your fan. Maybe you'll get it. Right. That's terrible. Yeah. You know what? Uh, fingers, Malloy should do these from now on in. Fingers, Malloy. You know, do the I, think, ad I think you've done a great job. <laughs> You're you're kind. I'm glad you're here. Uh, By the way, what are you smoking? 2019. You know, so I'm not a. So my
4: friend Brian over here, he doesn't probably want to be mentioned, but um, too late. It's a Churchill.
0: uh, Oh, you're okay. So you're just doing the Davidoff Churchill, so you're not doing the late hour. Just a straight Winston Churchill right here.
4: It might not even be working at this point. I mean, I'm not even sure how. Because no,
0: we'll 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 touch. Listen, it's it's not a bad thing. If your light goes out, your light goes out. But it didn't. Look at that. You've been talking here for ten minutes. The light didn't even go out. That's Tastes right good. there. That's what cool. damn straight it does. Yeah. Cannot go wrong with a Churchill right there. That's Nathan Frampton. Good man. Bye. Thank you. So if you don't know, because you haven't been yeah, following the podcast, and you have, and it's appreciated, and, and uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke on Apple Podcasts, write a review, subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. Be a part of it, and, and so glad that you are. You will know that Fingers Malloy, in addition to being a minivan connoisseur, in addition to possibly having a gambling problem, <laughs> um, and by the way, he doesn't. He, does, he, he, he just enjoys it. If you have a problem, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That's the number for the gambling uh, problem. So there, I, I covered why, myself. Why do you know that? Uh, why do I know that? Because I know things. That's that's because I you're know you're not things. that worried about me. are uh, you? I, It's it's it, we'll have a cu- talk later. Yeah. Okay. Um, he hates, despises, cruising. <laughs> the idea of a cruise, getting on a boat and traveling to some destinations, to Fingers Malloy is the most offensive concept in the land. So before we get to the story, which by the way is impossible to have happened. If I hadn't seen the video, I wouldn't have believed it. I saw the video. I'm pretty sure it's a deep fake. Why, Fingers Malloy? do you hate cruising so much? Well, it's simple. They're death
2: ships. Two things happen when you go to a casino. or Not a casino. A lot of great <laughs> things happen when you go to a casino. But when you go to a cruise ship, uh, two things happen. Either you die of food poisoning or <laughs> you leave the casino at 3 o'clock in the morning to never be seen again. You fall, and I'm using air quotes, overboard, and then you're never seen again. They're death ships. So it's that simple.
0: Not every, Listen, bad things have happened on cruise ships. I agree, because there is an inherent danger to being on a cruise ship, what with all the water. But it, people enjoy them and spend their lives doing them. They do the repositioning cruises. Do you know what that is? No so a repositioning cruise is let's say there's a cruise that, that that ports in Miami for six months out of the year. but six months out of the year it, it, it ports out of uh, out of uh, a name, name your town in, in, in Italy right Whatever the water town in Italy. the boat has to travel. People take that cruise. It's called a repositioning cruise and they just travel the the, the ocean they travel the Atlantic for like a week or so to get to there, and then that's it. That's the whole cruise. That's what they do. There are no stops. It just goes from Miami to whatever is, town it's going to. Is that to. called the no, SS Greta fine. Thornburg? What's, is that what that is?
1: That's, you don't even need the stops. Greta
0: Thunberg, <laughs> a Thornburg? Times Person of the Year, that Thornburg. Wouldn't, wouldn't, I don't think she does a cruise ship because it involves a motor that has gasoline oh. and, you know, conveniences. She does sailboats because, well, for whatever reason. And I, just so we're clear, I don't mock a 16-year-old girl she is not the problem, this uh, climate activist. The problem is her parents the who are abusing her. her the, the, f- the, the, the adults who put her on TV, who mm-hmm. put her in front of the UN. This were what with Greta Thunberg, Time Person of the Year, child abused person of the year. Well, we've all been it's played gross. too. We've all been
2: played. It's a jo- it's, it's going to be a documentary. We've all been played.
0: What do you mean it's going to be a documentary? Oh, you think this whole thing that's
2: all it is? It is a documentary. Hulu's coming out with it. So you think this is all the this sham. is the greatest
0: Andy Kaufman routine ever? Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been on a Cruise April, the Gregory? Uh yes, multiple times. Multiple times? Mm-hmm. And you like? I'm a big fan. Really?
1: Do you like to eat and drink?
0: I, I like and both of those Be things. in
1: the sun? Yeah.
0: You do that on land now. <laughs> 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 That's great. So here's the story.
1: I love they have casinos in there.
0: They do. You don't even have to see the light of day. You don't have to go near the water. You just
1: stay in the, stay in the casino. You,
0: you can stay in the casino on land, too.
1: Hey, hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are two cruise ships in Cozumel, Mexico. Carnival cruise ships. And the Carnival Glory. No. Yes? No, it's
2: the uh, Carnival. Uh, There's two of them. The SS Minnow uh, was no. hit by the SS Salmonella.
0: That's, that's not it. The Carnival Cruise Ship Glory is turning. It's turning near port. yet here is the carnival legend another cruise ship these are large things and they don't have enough clearance. and the carnival glory crashed in. the carnival uh, legend is coming in the the, the what, what do you call the front of the boat is that the bow the, it's bow. the bow is like coming to the left and there's not enough room. And, sl- and hits into the Carnival legend and basically si- slices through, like, the last 50, 60 feet of the cruise ship. All of that ocean and two cruise ships ran into each other. <laughs> it's impossible.
1: The earth is 70% water. And you're gonna- <laughs> I, f-
0: I just feel bad that
2: that was uh, Joseph Hazelwood's first gig back on a ship. How about, how about that for a cultural? Joseph
0: Hazelwood. How about that
2: for a reference? No,
0: you got you got to tell what the reference is now.
2: Oh, he was the captain of the Exxon Valdez. Thank you very
0: much. <laughs> That's just how old are you? That's so <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I could not believe this story. Everyone has to get fired. Everyone has. To, this is impossible. Two cruise ships can't hit each other. There's just no way. I am. I. I don't know why I'm just apoplectic over this story. Because you can't allow this. To, this can't happen in real life. I feel life.
2: terrible for the, the passengers. Here you got someone. He, he or she, they're on a cruise ship. They, they spent uh, $199 for a seven-day cruise they on did not. Carnival. <laughs> That's not how it worked. And, and they're just minding their own business in Cozumel.
0: <laughs> I have never been on a cruise ship, and, it's, and it is out of fear. Thank you. It, it does. It freaks me out. It freaks me out. But you don't hear about cruise ships sinking you don't, you don't hear that story. Have you, have you seen, though, the
2: dopey cruise ships that think, oh, there's a hurricane in the area. Eh, we'll just continue on. And you see the footage of the boat practically on its side and the
0: furniture moving and all, the, all over the place. And the boat ends up getting to port. That's my point. Hell of a it, vacation, Tony. It, but, <laughs> but they don't sink. This is my point. So I don't know what I'm really afraid of. I'm not going to get that close to the, to the edge. I was in... Uh, zion national park a few years back and uh uh, oh there's zion and then there's cedar breaks and there's some there's there's another one uh where it's very canyon-esque you're you're looking down it's not grand canyon size but it's canyon-esque and i couldn't get close to the edge i lost my legs i could not walk to the edge i wouldn't let my kids get close to the edge and there were kids sitting feet dangling and it's like oh they're gonna they're gonna die but did Cedar Spring Park
2: run into Zion Park while you were there? <laughs> 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 it's Cedar
0: breaks, oh, I No, it did not. No, it did not. Um, I, I, I can't get that close to an edge is my point. So I'm never going to do it. So I'm not worried about falling off. You don't have to get close to the edge of the cruise ship. Right. That's what I'm saying. I can. I, so I think that I could enjoy the rest of it. Can you smoke a cigar on a cruise ship? If you can't smoke a cigar on a cruise ship, you might as well burn down every cruise ship in America. What's the point? Can't smoke a cigar on a cruise ship. Really? I'm saying I'm sure they got smoking decks. Yeah, I'm totally sure that you can. Yeah. And can we talk about how the uh, the the federal government slimy, slimy in this latest spending bill? You know what they added to the spending bill? Oh my god! I
1: cannot get over this.
0: One point four trillion dollar omnibus spending bill. Bipartisan support. Everybody loves it. They raised the smoking age to 21.
1: And they snuck that in the night before impeachment. They just snuck that right in there. And Here's the thing. Normally, when they're going to do something as grabby as this, they spend years wearing us down and wearing us down and wearing us down until they can pass it without us conservatives caring. But they just... Beasted that thing right in Republicans there. Republicans
0: were happy to do it. Senator Todd Young of Indiana, absolute, amongst oh, them.
1: yeah, absolute crap. And now Indiana, as a state, is going to do it too. And what? But if the feds did it, the state what does the state have to even do? I don't know. But the governor of Indiana thinks he's going to—he's—he's going to do it also.
4: Well, it, listen. But
1: uh, what? Well, this is such crap. I can't believe people are not outraged about this. Republicans I can. can- boiling
2: republicans can be just as grabby about personal freedom as as democrats you're looking at republicans across the country wanting to make sure that you can't have your cell phone anywhere near you while you're driving
1: but normally yeah that's another thing but normally they they spend time gradually wearing us down like oh health care everybody needs health care so that was talked about for forever then we did obamacare and then okay whatever but now we, now that Obamacare has passed, but we still don't want Obamacare, but we're still now suddenly conservatives are open to some sort of health care crap that we weren't open to before because they just spend time wearing us down. This tobacco thing, they didn't do any of that. They just went bam and nobody even notices.
0: So if you have to be 21 to smoke and they want you to be 21 to purchase a firearm, I want to go all in. I'm done. You have to be 21 to vote. Yeah, yes. absolutely.
1: And drive, and, and whatever, just anything.
0: This is, is what it, has to who's happen. Who's an adult?
1: Who's an adult here? Are you adult when you're 18 or are you adult when you're 21? Why are you telling me an adult that I can't smoke a cigarette when I'm 19 years old or 20 years old?
2: It still makes me sick that you can send an 18-year-old over to Afghanistan to defend our country and possibly lay the, his or her life on the line, but they can't come back now or smoke smoke a cigarette or
0: enjoy a old granddad. And how 114? many of them do smoke? Because
1: th- they need it for the mental release. Like whatever, let them do it.
0: First, I you watch them change how they have uh, the military. I, I someone's going to bring that up. We should not sit so idly by as these people redefine what adulthood is. We shouldn't be kind about these things. And the people who push these things should get voted out of office. And I say this about people who I like. Yeah. Screw them. This is gross. If the argument is that you have a problem with smoking so with, with teenagers, raising the smoking age doesn't solve anything for the 15-year-old who's vaping in the high school boys' room. It doesn't yeah. change a thing. My if there's argument a problem with vaping, teenagers vaping, it, punish them. Uh, expel them. Yeah. First time first time it's a weak suspension. The rule is Second you don't vape time in school? Time you're gone. Okay, you're in trouble. You're just out. If you do that, you will change and don't worry about the parents, Screw them. You need administrators who are willing to be strong and say, you're not in charge. Yeah. You're yeah. in charge of your kid. If you want your kid vaping, that's fine. But we don't allow it in this school. Right. You can do it at home if you want them to do it at home. N- but knock Not it out. at school. That's the rule. But we're changing what adulthood is. And that's what's gross. That's what's offensive and obscene. That's what we can't have. But it's all by design, Tony. Absolutely. Except, of course, if you want to have, and this is serious, if you want to have an abortion, that should happen any time. You don't even have to Absolutely. notify your parents. Absolutely. And yeah. they there are people who want to lower the voting age. If uh, there is more yeah. damage done with the vote than with a cigarette any day of the week, every day of the week, the cigarette damages the person. Secondhand smoke, it could damage the second person. The vote can damage millions. So I don't want these people having the vote. Voting age should be 21. Let's go to work here. If we're going to decide we're making the change, I want the change wholesale. And any of these Republicans or Democrats who are not in favor of changing the voting age to 21 are hypocrites and should be told so directly to their face. The vote is more dangerous. Mm -hmm. The vote is more precious. The vote is more valuable. And it requires adults knowing the subjects to be able to do it. And if we don't demand a tw- an age twenty-one voting age, we're nuts. We're flat out out of our minds.
1: Well, if you're not an adult until twenty-six, because that's when you get off your mommy's health care, then we'll just make everything twenty-six. How about that? Yeah, but that's all. That whole. I know it's another story, but like that's a whole. I mean, it's kind of the, the genre. It's still in the same genre. Like, what, this, this why is, can't we have we have eighteen? We have twenty-one. We have. 16 to dry, we have 26 for health insurance. Like, what's, 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 what is it now? This what's, is when part are you an and adult? parcel
0: of that whole story. It is 2019. We have been sharing our cigars, our drinks for 2019. Fingers Malloy went with the old granddad 114 bourbon and he went with the timeless cigar. April D. Gregory, not going off book and went with the God of Fire Serie B as a double robusto and paired it with champagne. I stuck to script. What are the things that we have reviewed that are my best of? Now, when it comes to the drink, I will tell you this podcast has turned me into a fan of rye like nothing else. I, I, I think it's great. I think it, ha- it offers more flavor than bourbon. While people often talk about the spice of a rye, I get a sweetness, and I enjoy it unbelievably. And for me, the, the rye, and I'm not using the sponsor rye, Backbone Bourbon. Right, the uh, the the Bone Snapper Rye is exceptional in my view, but the Pikesville Rye was the best rye that we uh, reviewed. Pikesville straight rye whiskey. It is a hundred and ten proof and doesn't feel anything like it. It's a nose of caramel and vanilla with some citrus peel, and the taste. You got the pepper in there, that spice, but you also have uh, that that marzipan, that almost candied kind of a feel. It is just terrific, and I know it's terrific, because here at Blend Bar Cigar, they were sold out. Really? They were sold out of the Pikesville Rye, so of course, I went with the sponsor favorite and I'm doing the Bone Snapper. This is the Bone Snapper Rye, which is just, it is terrific. uh, Toasted graham cracker on the nose with a bit of tangerine, uh, and then you're going to have some citrusy feel, some dark fruit kind of feel. There's fruity and there's dark fruits. They are different things. Um, and uh, and a little bit of, of, of brown sugar, almost some baking spice. Oh, it is just... Excuse me. God, it's so good. It is so, so good. Doing it neat. There's a slight burn in the back of the throat that will dissipate. I'm a huge fan. But the Pikesville, the Pikesville is just miraculous and should be in your liquor cabinet and worth it. So I suggested, now as for cigar... I spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> you went all in. I did. I did do uh, the thing, and and the cigar is, it's the Davidoff Royal Salomonas at hundred dollars a stick. It's just, and we we all smoked it. We all checked it mm-hmm. out. It is quite literally exceptional on every level. Dominican puro, Dominican uh, uh, ri- bi- binder, filler, and uh, the wrapper. It is an eight and a half by fifty-seven, uh, so it's it's that Churchillish kind of kind of length. Um, it is I, I called I would say the shape is a figurado because it starts almost to a point and then thickens up and then comes back down to that. You almost think of it as a pyramid kind of torpedo, I should say, kind of uh, cap there where where you're where you're going to do the cut. It is as smooth. It is as full bodied as anything uh, out there. This is the cigar that when you, two hours, two hours at least, and when you're done, you're like, that was something to taste. That was something to feel. It is, from the moment we had it and every last bit of it, exceptional. It is, without question, a a special event Kind of thing. I know there are a lot of people who talk about that it has a, a kind of citrus flavor to it, which is why I wanted to pair it with the rye, because I thought it, it 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 worked well. And it just so happens that the rye is better for my palate. But this with coffee is is fantastic. Mm. And there are such things as breakfast cigars. People do them. They they you know a little a little sweeter. I could do this if I had a, an, an easy morning, like now on vacation and the weather was nice, I could do this in the morning with a cup of coffee and be the happiest man in America. That's an expensive breakfast. Yeah. But, my God, it is just that absolutely uh, terrific. So that's that's the pairing I went with. But the rye is not an overly expensive rye. And the Bone Snapper is an easily affordable rye at about 40 plus dollars a bottle in, in, in your liquor cabinet. It's just a fantastic one-two punch. Those were my choices. And all this will be on, on the podcast. And make sure you subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke on Apple Podcasts. It's also available on Stitcher and Google Play. And as we talk about things that are awful and disgusting <laughs> with, with uh, the smoking age, the Democratic debate brought us one of the most horrific lines in a debate. And that came from, Sen- uh, from Senator, please, Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana. I am no fan of his policies. And I've been saying for a year now that I find him smarmy. Going back to April 11th, I wrote an article that the Buttigieg plan for the White House is hashtag never Pence. He he is the inventor of this idea. He's going to go after Pence. He's going to claim that he's the real Christian and these other people don't know anything about goodness or decency. I mean, it's full on punches. And he's having a back and forth with Elizabeth Warren. Actually, with Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota. Well,
1: it started with Warren, and then Klobuchar
0: jumped in. And she's talking about that experience matters, and she's got experience in getting bills passed and this and that. And you shouldn't shame these people on the stage for being older. Experience has value. And being able to learn how to coalition build has value. And Pete Buttigieg says, I know about coalitions. I got elected with 80% of the vote, gathering people together as a gay dude in Mike Pence's Indiana. We broadcast in Indianapolis. Blend Bar Cigars in Indianapolis, Indiana. Blend, BlendbarCigar.com is also in Houston, it's in Pittsburgh, and it's in Nashville. We all live here. I've been here for five and a half years. No one ever said to me, Oh, you're a Jew coming to Indiana. Best of luck to you. Never got said, never once. I never walked into a place that said, Oh, you're Jewish, you can't be here. Never once. I had never once had someone say to me, Oh, you're Jewish, I can't talk to you. I'm sure those people exist. But as a state to to so attack a state like this, Mike Pence's Indiana. I lived here in Mike Pence's Indiana. No one ever said, "Oh, you're gay, you can't come in." It didn't happen. Now there's hatred for something called RIFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. People and it, it was it was poorly rolled out in Indiana. I opposed it from the beginning. It gave us, it was rollout. about special protections so for people uh, for their, their their religious identity. And I think they should have those protections. I don't think they should be forced into things. But they're covered by the Constitution. I don't think you need anything special on the state level. So I opposed it, and Mike Pence did a bad job at the rollout. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about this. But the idea that somehow you were under attack for being a gay man and Mike Pence is Indiana, is so, even with RIFRA is so disgusting and despicable and such an attack on the state. It's gross, and I am stunned that there aren't more elected officials in Indiana calling him out for his shameful and gross and misleading and ugly and divisive and attacking rhetoric. It's gross. I'm
2: not surprised at all. No? No, because people are running away from that rifra They just want it to go away.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It- the Riffra thing really had nothing to do with what Pete said the other night. That's the point. In the debate, Pete was just. He had just had a really great zinger on Elizabeth Warren about how she was. She. You know, he's the only non-millionaire or billionaire on the stage, and she was trying to zing him on the wine cave thing, and, and he was like... He had
0: a fundraiser at a wine cave in California. He was like, you shouldn't California. set
1: your own glass houses where you can't even walk, or some something like what, that.
0: Exactly what he said was, she's attacking him for having a fundraiser with rich people. It was $900 a plate in literally a wine cave. It's it's California. They they have a, a, a lot of wine. And his argument was, you have 100 times the net worth uh, that, that I do, and you were okay with these people until recently... What, what This attack is nonsense.
1: And it's got a fine Yeah, he, he said you shouldn't set your own purity standards that you can't live up to. Right. So he had this really great takedown of her because him, she has been going after him a lot lately. Uh, Warren has. So then it came, it, then Klobuchar jumps in because she was like, well, I'm just not here for this argument. I'm here to talk about the economy or blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, so they start going back and forth. That's
0: exactly what Amy Klobuchar said, by the way. That's and really that's how club it club. went.
1: And then, you know, he just by this point, this debate had turned into just zingers and who can get the best one-liner and who. And so he just used the Pence thing as a cheap zinger. It wasn't about refer. Riffra- it wasn't about anything. Um, Pete was not even out as gay when he was then. Like, and in his first
0: term, he was. I don't believe he was out. He may have been. I don't know if he was. It was.
1: I don't know. It was sometime after we got elected. But it, it was all just about the quick zinger, and that's cheap bait. Mike Pence's name is cheap bait to those. Because remember, Pete is the moderate, so that's cheap bait. <laughs> to, <laughs> it, okay. To them, Pete is the moderate, so that's cheat bait to that those left-wing progressives because they hear that Mike Pence name, and they're just salivating at the mouth. And so it doesn't matter if it's true or not. They thought it was true, those progressives, and they're thinking, ooh, yeah. He, yeah." They, they don't care about any of the facts behind Pete being mayor and Mike Pence's Indiana. You no,
2: know, The reason why I brought up Riffra and why I'm not surprised that politicians and people in Indiana didn't come to Pence's defense because – You know, in in the year 2000 woke, and we're in right now.
1: (laughs) Not to be be confused with next year's 2000 woke. Right.
2: Narrative (laughs) is so much more important than truth, and narrative is so much more important than news. And when Riffer came out, the left did an effective job nationally of painting Mike Pence as the kind of cat that Mike Pence's Indiana was Mike Pence driving around in a white van wanting to throw gay people uh, in the van and take him to the conversion camp. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what and, and people want to watch so that's why he so brought far. up
1: Pence, because yes. he knew the left would just be salivating at the thought of, Pence is going to put this gay mayor into a gay concentration camp, or whatever it's called, mm. conversion camp. And, and Ooh,
2: politicians aren't courageous enough to stand up
0: and say that's crap Mike Pence I, doesn't I
1: know want that. what I was saying but it's let's, the let's same thing let not use they the
0: say. word concentration no, the we're thing not they a said, no what they say is that uh, Mike Pence favored gay conversion therapy this goes back to a website of his in 2000 no, they don't care about the semantics it was, it, they just, just was, care about there the, was much the about AIDS keywords. there was much conversation there AIDS was a big story in Indiana because Ryan White was from Indiana and on his website and I'm paraphrasing here he said that before we give funding for these certain things, we should be also giving funding or having conversations about lifestyle. And people took that, really, it was Gavin Newsom, the now governor of California, to say that he favored gay conversion. He never said those words. He has never said those words. And I have said publicly, if he said those words, that would be the end of my my enjoyment of, of Mike Pence. But that's In not no the narrative, way. though. Right. Of course. Because facts are, facts are absolutely meaningless. Facts do not meaningless. matter. And, but, Pete judge is not okay. It was this a cheap hit. Ugly as sin. Cheap hit is is two kinds. You're, you're right. It, it, it was it was disgusting.
2: I don't know how... I, I watched a little bit of that debate. And did you see the question that was posed to Bernie Sanders about Barack Obama's comments about how the world would be much more better if there women, were
0: more women leading? Yes.
2: But what, what
0: Obama said, he was at a, a summit in Singapore. And he said, now, now women, I, I know you're not perfect. But if women were in, in leadership, the, the world would be better in two years. Guaranteed. And everybody applauded and screamed. And my God, there's pandering and then there's that. Ugh. Yeah. And, and that was the, the, the reporter set
2: up the question with the pandering. And, of course, the, the women in the, the crowd at the debate, they were applauding and going crazy. And then Bernie Sanders was asked that question. And it was basically... You're an old white man, I'm paraphrasing. What do you think of those comments, old whitey? You know, and it's just like God, how much pandering
4: it can was. go on
2: at a debate and it just that was loaded in that one question. And I thought to myself, I know a lot of women in my family and who are friends who would listen to that and just would be insulted by the pandering. But well, you know,
1: they I, even they besides that pandering question, they even had a pandering question about age. And so then you had to watch joe biden tried to stumble over and and bernie tried to stumble over themselves to say how their age actually wasn't a bad thing it was just the whole thing was
0: mortifying uh uh, if if barack obama had been serious about his statement that if women ran the world for two years everything would be better he would have stepped out of the way for hillary clinton Mm -hmm. but he's not serious if he was serious about a global warming, he would never have bought a $15 million mansion on the water. Mm-hmm. He never would have worried about the oceans rising or anything like that. No, he bought that to report on the ocean level, Tony.
2: <laughs> oh, He's right. out there with a the yardstick every yeah. day. Yes. <laughs> Monitoring yeah, the right. sea level.
0: Uh, and uh, the, the moment I tuned out of the debate, because I've watched them all, I could not watch, when Bernie Sanders started saying, and to our African-American brothers and sisters. Oh, my God. And I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. I can't can't be around. There's there's one thing to be said for the idea that black Americans, certainly not as a whole, but black Americans might see issues differently than white Americans. There's something different to saying to my African-American brothers and sisters. That's nuts. I've said this before about a black mom who has her son who's going out to a party might have different words of advice than a white mom, based on news reports. If you take a look at just news reports alone and what you see about shootings and other things and what gets hyped and what gets discussed and what, does, what gets not reported, you see a black young man getting either hassled by the police, for example, videos that you see, and that does happen, so let's not pretend that it doesn't, it's just not an epidemic or a pandemic, that's the story, the data doesn't support that, but the videos are out there, they're having a different, they must look at that video and be like, oh, crap, All right, son, come here, just a reminder, but growing up, my father, all the time, how you have to deal with the police, if you get stopped, do this, don't do that, don't do this, handle it this way, all the time. But to argue that a black mom isn't having a different conversation with her black son than a white mom is having with her white son is insane. Mm -hmm. The conversation is going to be different, and to say that it's not is nuts. But when we talk about policies in the country, when we talk about socialism, socialism doesn't work out better for someone who's black. What are you, nuts? That's that's a lie. That's garbage, and we should say so. And when you get to my African-American brothers and sisters— I have brothers and sisters, right? I really just have brothers. I don't have sisters that I know of. I'm not going to call people Next. I don't know my brother and sister, right? That's a, that's something you do when you're leading the church, brothers and sisters. That, that, is not, that is not something that you do on the debate stage. It is Americans. And when you can't figure that out because the pandering is so great— I'm sorry, a click, <laughs> we're done. I will, I will go to bed.
2: Unless you consider the progressive movement a religion.
1: Well, you. there you go. There you go.
0: And Fingers Malloy wins. Fingers, you're into the final third of the time list. What do you think? Love it, love it, love it, love it. April D. Gregory?
1: Mm, so good. So much flavor. The, it, it gets so, the flavor gets even stronger in that final third. Yeah. It's just so good. Always so does.
0: got a fire Siri B. She's doing the uh, double robusto right there. And as for the Royal Salomonis, I am about halfway through this. Davidoff. Um Yeah, don't be eyeing my cigar, April D. I'm
1: just I'm just curious how you're going to finish that because you know
0: it takes a while to finish it. Yeah, I got time. Okay, I got nothing to- she got time. She wants your leftovers. I, I, Is that right?
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe. Uh, I, you know
0: my leftovers. You think <laughs> there's going to be anything left over? <laughs> hey. Okay. Are you actually? I think eyeing there shouldn't cig-
1: there, you sh- there shouldn't be anything left over, but. You still have an, another hour left on that cigar, at least.
0: And I got nothing but time. Okay. Nothing but time to enjoy and to savor. Uh, are we people who do resolutions? Do we have any twenty twenty resolutions? Everybody? No, thank God. I have. I. I have none. I have
2: absolutely none. I, I live every day of my life thinking I want to be a better person. <laughs>
1: You wake up in the morning, just, uh, well, we should And you tried to buy
0: a minivan today. <laughs> You're yeah, so full I want to be a better person. You've got to buy
1: it before the new year. That's the thing, yeah.
0: Do, wait, do you, why? Are, are, is now when the deals are?
1: No. I'm no. Just, they're just making that up. No. I, I just, uh, listen, like you, person. I'm on
2: vacation, yes, so I have some time. I work 10 days in a row. But you bought your last car in Florida, and you drove it up. Are you going to do that again? I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. I tried to look at something around here, and I said to myself, I can get... The same vehicle in Florida for two thousand dollars less and uh, with about forty thousand less miles.
0: I, you know, I bought the Hummer in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. I bought my Hummer in Grand. Are, are you going to look while
2: you're up there? Maybe, but I, I really like the idea. There's this place in Florida that I like to buy cars from, and it got worked out great. I got a guy. I and ma- you get
1: a vacation at the same time. That's a good idea. Yeah, no, no, it's really
2: gonna—it's really gonna suck for me to have to fly down to Florida to pick up a car and drive it back home. That's yeah, but a
0: really you're gonna, gonna do awful. it all the same day. You're
1: gonna fly no. down. No, he's gonna go at the casino for two days on the way back. Yeah, he's got the stops lined up. There's a, there's a casino right about the Georgia area. There's casino. There's he's got it all.
2: Oh, planned out. He's not lying. There's one in Tampa. You know, there's the a Hard Rock, rock. All, yeah. Nashville. yeah. No, they are. Unfortunately. Is there, a, is
0: there a casino in Nashville? I don't know. I just made that up.
2: in Georgia and Tennessee, casinos are hard to come by. But there is Tunica. You know, may have to make a little.
0: Honestly, That turn. you know, he the,
1: knows little names of cities with casinos at Tunica. Nobody's ever heard of Tunica before besides Tunica. you because you know there's a casino in it.
0: Fingers knows how to drive based on casinos. In Jersey, I know how to drive based on diners. See, there That's you go. That's the <laughs> best I can do. That's <laughs> Fingers Malloy. Find him at FingersMalloy.com. And, of course, on Facebook, Fingers Malloy Radio, April D. Gregory on Twitter, April D. Gregory, and me, uh, Tony Katz Radio on Facebook, Tony Katz on Twitter, and on Instagram, TonyKatz.com, and subscribe to the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. That's what you want to do, Eat, Drink, Smoke, subscribe to the podcast. Fanimation, our fantastic sponsor, you heard them, you love them, honestly, go and, and buy a ceiling fan, and tell them you heard about it on the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, and Backbone Bourbon, Backbone Bourbon, just Exceptional, exceptional stuff. Uh, the 2019 uh, reviews are in. It is the Timeless Cigar, for Fingers Malloy, with an Old Grandad 114 bourbon. It is the God of Fire Siri B, Double Robusto for April D. Gregory. She paired it with champagne. And I paired my Royal Solomon Davidoff with the Pikesville rye, but they were sold out of the Pikesville rye. So I went with the greatest, greatest sponsor uh, rye there is, the Bone Snapper rye from Backbone Bourbon. Have a miraculous Christmas and New Year's. Have a great, great
3: time. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke.